it's up to you and me to shine a guiding light and lead the way. United by our cause, we have the power to pursue what we believe. We'll achieve the realization of our dreams. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of New Horizons. I'm Vaughan Benison. Thanks for your company. This week we focus once again on the federal election. We speak with Chief Executive Officer of Blind Citizens Australia, Sally Orish, and Blind Citizens Australia member and long-time advocate for accessible, independent and verifiable voting, Susan Thompson. Sally, with the upcoming federal election to be held on the 21st of May, why is it important that people have the ability to cast their vote? I think it's really important that people have the ability to cast their vote because that's our way of having a say in who governs our country. So if we choose not to cast a vote, then we're, we're really not standing up for uh, who it is that, that we want to lead the country that we live in. Susan, you and I have spoken several times on New Horizons over the years about voting for people who are blind or vision impaired, both at local government level and state level. Where are we at in terms of the federal election at this point? Are we able to vote secretly uh, and independently? It depends, of course, how you, how you define those words. But essentially, I, I would hold that the answer is, is, is no. Essentially... Because the telephone phone voting at a federal level is very much um, you ring them and you talk to somebody and they write down what you tell them and then somebody look you know looks over their shoulder and makes sure they're doing what you told them to do. Um, it, it's it's certainly it's independent in that you haven't got a friend or a relative doing it with you and you've got a way of doing it. But it's neat. it's not secret because somebody else knows what you're voting, and it's certainly it's not verifiable by you because you know you can't re review exactly what you'd written yourself. Um, arguably, um, having the people doing it at the other end and them reading it back to you could arguably be verifiable, but it certainly can't be argued that it's secret. Um, <laughs> And it's a little bit also questionable as to whether some people would consider it to be independent, given that there's somebody else involved. Many countries across the world have had um, electronic voting and secret and verifiable voting for people who are blind or vision impaired for some time. Why have we not got this in Australia, particularly given that at many state levels it has been uh, the case for some time now? Uh, It's political will, um, I suspect. Um, and they have argued um, various things uh, from um, it being too expensive per capita, um, which was the case, which is why they didn't continue the trial of computer-assisted voting that was used in the 2007 election, um, which used computers and, you know, and an adapted keypad and audio output um, to allow you to vote independently. And, and verifiably. I think the other thing that has impacted it um, has been a concern uh, lodged by, concern expressed by some experts in the field, uh, in the academic arena uh, about security. So we've um, 
actually been collateral damage for those who are concerned about security. Is there a move towards making this happen? Is it, is it something that, um, you know, with the take-up of inclusion strategies and things like that, that the government is working on, or is it, has it just been dropped like a hot potato? There's certainly ongoing discussions about it. However, whether they are moving toward action is probably up for debate. Uh, there is a lot of talk, but not, not so much action being seen, which is quite disappointing. So how can people vote at the upcoming election? There will be a, an operator-assisted telephone service uh, for people to um, first register by phone and they'll be given a registration number and they will nominate uh, a PIN. Um, and then they uh, separately talk to a, a different person to, to cast their vote who will take their instructions um, as to how they want to cast their vote with an additional person looking on to verify that what they had written on the ballot paper is what you'd actually told them to write. And there are other options available to um, allow people to cast a vote. However, again, they don't meet that criteria of being secret, independent or verifiable. One of the things that concerns me deeply about this whole thing is that voting is an obligation. They talk about the right to vote as, as being a right and that every citizen has the right to vote. But really, it's something that is obligatory on all citizens um, that they vote. However, the process is discriminatory against people who are blind or vision impaired. Is there any any way that somebody can object conscientiously, for example, and say, well, given the fact that you cannot give me a secret uh, and independent and verifiable vote, uh, I will refuse to vote? Or will people who, who take that sort of action still be fined in the usual way? What would, would be argued, certainly by the Electoral Australian Electoral Commission, I would imagine that as per... Um, the Disability Discrimination Act, they have provided reasonable adjustment by way of um, the telephone vote option and the provision of assistance at, at polling booths. However, I, I think the other point to note here too, uh, the, the right to participate in the political process is also enshrined in the United Nations Convention on the Rights of People with Disabilities. Of course, if you're not able to use the telephone voting system, you can still have somebody assist you to complete your vote at the at the booth, whether that's a friend or family member or uh, they have staff um, available. Presumably there is uh, pre-polling available for, for people who require that. Correct. I would encourage anyone who is interested in casting a vote ahead of time to check what's available in their local area because options do differ. Uh, however, pre-polling is generally available around two weeks before the, um, the election date. Susan, I understand that there was some information that was recently uh, published from the AEC. If people missed that or didn't receive that for any reason, where can they find out more about voting in the election? The kind of information that... Um that was in the um, communique from the Australian Electoral Commission was that um, resources are available in a number of different formats, including Braille, um, Daisy, uh, large print, etc., which contain things like your official guide to the 2022 election and the information about um, the telephone voting service. Um, 
the other thing that's available uh, upon request uh, is the candidate list um, for your particular um, electoral district. The number to call um, for the uh, Australian Electoral Commission is 132326. So that could be very useful if you want to um, be able to work out who you want to vote for so you can save yourself time when you're actually casting your vote. Whether you do it on the telephone or at a polling booth or whether you pre-vote, the best of luck with that. In other news relating to elections, we've discussed a couple of times, and Susan, I know you're no stranger to this, the iVote platform that uh, New South Wales has been using up until recently. Information came out that the New South Wales government had abandoned plans to continue to use iVote for elections. Why is this important? Essentially, those of us in New South Wales um, have enjoyed since 2011 the ability to cast an an independent, uh, secret and verifiable vote. And um, I've got to say, as, as an individual, when I was first able to sit down at my computer and actually take my time and vote below the line and, and read it all back and no other person was involved and I could do it at midnight if I felt like it, it was to me as, as liberating as the first time that I used an, um, an accessible automatic telemachine. What information has the New South Wales government published about why they're abandoning this platform or are they just scaling it back for the time being? Uh, they, they have definitely used the terminology that they will be decommissioning iVote and that it will not be available for the March 2023 New South Wales state election. So it, it does seem like it is no longer an option at all. Uh, there hasn't been a lot of information around about why. Uh, a few weeks ago, representatives from some of the blindness organisations, including Blind Citizens Australia, attended a meeting with the New South Wales Electoral Commission, and they did talk about a number of factors that have uh, been uh, instrumental in them making this decision. And Blind Citizens Australia are currently working with the Public Interest Advocacy Centre to try and learn more about what uh, proceeded this decision and to see if there's further action we can take to ensure that people in New South Wales retain the ability to cast a secret, independent and verifiable vote through a multifaceted approach to voting that does balance that cyber security and uh, accessibility equally. It seems a no-brainer, doesn't it? I mean, we've, we've mentioned a few times already in this discussion that uh, many countries have had online voting for some considerable time. And it, it seems really strange to me that a country the size of Australia can't seem to get this together, even at the state level, because not all states offer electronic voting in any case, but for the New South Wales government to, to offer it uh, and then turn around and decommission it five or ten years down the track uh, is, is quite reprehensible. What's Blind Citizens Australia's view on this? We're working with the Public Interest Advocacy Centre to investigate whether this uh, constitutes um, discrimination under the relevant disability discrimination legislation. Uh, We're looking at bringing people together who may be interested in making a complaint under that legislation. Um, We're in the very early stages of that process. There's a bit of work that we need to do beforehand before we go down that track. But it's certainly something that we are actively working on with the team at the Public Interest Advocacy Centre.
I could very briefly um, just give people who may not be aware a very brief history of iVote. Sure. And that was essentially that there was a gentleman named Darren Fittler who's a, a blind uh, blind man in New South Wales, lodged a complaint in, I think, around 2008 uh, under the State uh, Anti-Discrimination Act that he wasn't given a Braille uh, ballot for the local government election and... Um, he won that case in the Administrative Appeals Tribunal and that is really what spearheaded the development of iVote because they realised, I think, that they had to do something about accessible voting. Have they made any announcements about whether there will be the ability to vote secretly and independently at the 2023 election? No, they they haven't. Uh, the Electoral Commission has stated that there will be access to the ability to cast a vote in a similar way to the federal election, which means uh, human-assisted telephone voting. Um, they have made no commitments to uh, returning to a platform that allows for the multi multifaceted approach that iVote did. How can people get involved and uh, help the work of Blind Citizens Australia and the Public Interest Advocacy Centre in this area? Sure. If anyone is uh, is particularly interested in the work, then I encourage them to reach out to me directly. Uh, they can give us a call on 1800 033 660 or send an email to bca at bca.org.au. And over the coming weeks, as we sort of work through some of the background work, we'll, um, we'll share more information about what it is we're doing and there'll be more opportunities to get involved along the way. 132326 is that all-important number if you want to get in touch with the Australian Electoral Commission, 132326. If you'd like to get in touch with Blind Citizens Australia, the number is 1800 033 660. 1800 033 660. Or of course you can email bca at bca.org.au. bca at bca.org.au. New.horizons at bca.org.au is my email address if you've got any ideas for New Horizons or any feedback on the program and I'll talk to you again next week. We'll achieve the realization of a dream of a dream.